for my doulas on the west side. Yeah, I got my doulas in the back, my doulas in the front. You know how we doula, doulas get it done. You know, we just having fun. Doulas get it done. Breathe. Push. Breathe. Push. Coast. Welcome back to the Spiritual Tradie Podcast which this month is going to be um, unsponsoredly brought to you by The Golden Thread, which is a brilliant new children's book, which is all about teaching children and parents how to stay connected through times of loss, grief, or separation. Um, You know, little kids might not understand when people pass away or when um, parents split up etc. And this book is all about teaching children how to stay connected to those that they love even when they're not in their physical presence. So it's very important um, as a way to educate children, even if they're not going through this at the present time, you might be they might be sad because they're separated from their friends if they have to move house, you know. It could be anything like that. So it's a good little tool to give a child um, to know that they've always got this inner place where they can return to to connect and feel the love. And this book is all about teaching how to do that, I believe. So check it out, underscore the underscore golden underscore thread on Instagram or do some research and find out where this book is uh, being sold. And its author is Amelia Donnelly, and it's illustrated by the amazing Deb Hudson. So check it out, guys. Yes. In this party, I speak to Gabrielle Nancaro, and she is the founder of Gather Women Space, and we chat all things women, space, gathering, doulering, and this is normally the part of most people's podcasts where they'd ask you to go on iTunes and write a review and give me five stars. But today, I'm not going to ask you to do that. What I'm going to ask you to do is go to every other podcast and give them all one stars and a poor review. And that's way more effective. No, no, no. Don't do any of that. That's bad karma. Just sit back and relax. And enjoy the potty. Gab's Hello. good. Gab's fine. Hello, Gab. Hi. <laughs> Hi, how are you going? Good. Welcome to the podcast. I'll let you have a sip of your tea first. And Thank just relax. you. Thank you. Just relax right into this one. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> I was up late last night editing the last one. Okay. Which I did on Friday night. Oh. Mm, which was actually... Um, we, can, we can start the conversation with this. I was speaking to my friend Samara, who is is on the spiritual path, and she was talking a lot a lot of stuff about um, lo- isolation and loneliness through that process. And um, obviously, you find that as an important thing to have community because you mm. started Gather Women. I have for that particular reason, yeah. right? Yeah, because I think isolation and loneliness is so real and so mm. present in so many women's women in particular's life. 
not just around that motherhood stage, but in particular during that motherhood stage. Mm -hmm. And I find like the experiences that we go through as women, um, whether that is pregnancy loss, termination, um, postpartum, birth itself, there's a lot in that and it can be a really isolating time and a really difficult time. And I think what a lot of women don't realise is that we're all in it and we're all in it together and if we're not talking about it and we're not telling our stories, then it can just be so much more difficult. You think it falls so under really, the, into the shame category? Definitely. Shame's a big thing. I think I had a miscarriage, my first pregnancy ended in miscarriage in 2013 and I was completely blindsided. Like I didn't expect it to happen even though I knew it was a, like it's common. It's mm-hmm. really common. But I'd never known anyone who'd had a miscarriage. Well, you'd no, never heard about never it. Never heard about it. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a good point. People hadn't talked to me about it. No one in my family, none of my friends. Mm-hmm. When it happened to me, I felt like I was the only one in the world mm-hmm. who, who it had ever happened to, which is so wrong. Yeah. You know, it happens to so many women, mm. and I felt um, yeah, so I felt alone in those feelings. It's a really complex grief because you're sort of mourning a being that hasn't been yet, like it's there. But the minute you find out that you're pregnant, you all like for me in particular, I felt connected, really connected and Mm -hmm. also just planning a life with this person. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's over and it's so shocking and physically it's really difficult to go through it. And emotionally it was just, I didn't let myself process it too much at the time. I just sort of got on with life and I, I didn't talk about it. I have, I was in New York at the time living over there and mm. I had good friends over there. Um, in particular, like one one moment in particular stand, stands in my mind because I was very close to my boss at work and we were, we were still really good friends and we talked about everything and I remember going, I remember have, being told the way it happened for me is that I was told I had a scan, I was told the baby didn't have a heartbeat mm-hmm. and that the next thing would be a DNC, which is a procedure to basically take the baby out and move on and I remember going into her office and saying I needed a day off the next day for like a small procedure and that's all I said to her and she said are you are you okay and I said yeah everything's fine just you know heartbroken yeah but I didn't tell her and I just still think about that moment I think she would have been one of the best people to talk to about it because she was just so such a beautiful soul Mm -hmm. But I just, I think it was a big, it was shame. Yeah, I felt like I'd failed, mm-hmm. like I'd failed at something, my body had failed. It was a mix of... So she knew that you were already pregnant before that? No, she didn't. Okay, right. She didn't know that I was pregnant. No, mm-hmm. I hadn't told anyone I was pregnant as well. That's another thing about not telling people you're pregnant until you're 12 weeks, which I think is okay for some people if that's what you want to do. But the more that we talk about it and share it, the mm-hmm. more it becomes less of a... A taboo, you know, why should we not be talking about this? That we haven't done anything wrong. Like yeah. women are miscarrying and terminating babies. It happens every single day. Yeah. And there's a lot connected to that. There's a lot of emotion connected to it. There's there's just so much going on. And I think for me in particular, I think if I'd spoken about it more at the time, um, it would have been easier. I didn't pro- I didn't process it mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard. So that 12-week window is basically there because the probability of not going through with it mm. is higher in that, in mm. that first three months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So mm. most, I don't know the statistics. So it's but actually set most... up so you can keep quiet about it, so no one knows about it, so basically. you suffer by yourself with it. 
basically, right, which, yeah. which is terrible when you put it that way. But yeah. that's that's the truth. It is mm. you don't talk about it in case you lose that baby. But mm. why not? Why aren't we saying? Why aren't we talking about it? The more women who get together and talk about this. The minute I remember meeting someone for the first time when I when I started talking about it and someone said, actually, that's happened to me and I felt instantly just a connection with her and she knew those feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, she knew. She yeah. knew exactly how I had been feeling. And it's just even with my part, my husband, he, he – it just was not – he didn't, it didn't affect him in the same way that it affected me. He moved on a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I still think about that baby. I, still, I think I'll always think about that baby. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it's hard. It's really hard. So that's the work that I'm trying to do now is to really encourage women to come together and talk about their experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Mm. And that's why you founded Gather Women. When did you do that? Like yeah. last week? Uh, no, <laughs> in September it opened. Right. I've right. been working on it a long time. It's been in the time. pipeline for a long yeah, time. Yeah, it's been in the pipeline a long time. I think that experience of miscarriage and then I had my first daughter in New York um, and she was – born over there and I had a wonderful birth and I had a doula for her birth, a birth doula. Mm -hmm. And all of those kind of experiences started to shape what I wanted to do next. I was working in New York. I was working at Victoria's Secret as an editorial director. So my job was quite different to what I'm doing now. And she was born and that birth was quite empowering and I decided I wanted to become a doula. I just got quite obsessed with birth (laughs) after having my daughter. (laughs) And I just love it. And so I trained as a doula. Yes, you're a doula collector. I'm a doula collector. Did you hear that in the other podcast yet? Is that what she said? That's what I said. Oh, that's what you said. <laughs> that's what I am. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So when I had my daughter in New York, there were doulas were very easy to find. A doula enthusiast, sorry. That's what it was. A doula enthusiast yeah. as well. The more <laughs> doula enthusiasts out there, the better. Yeah. The more that women have access to doulas, the better. Mm-hmm. And that women understand what doulas can do for them. Are you going to give us an explanation of what I they can. do? Sure. sure. So, I, so we have at Gather, we have... Have birth doulas will support a woman through pregnancy and labor and delivery. Mm-hmm. So we connect with our clients a couple of times before they give birth and we check in with them emotionally, physically, see how they go, see how they're going, give them resources if they need them, take them through some childbirth education, work through birth preferences with them and just normalize the process. And it's just for for me having a doula, it was just having that support person who was really there and really about sort of about me and less about the baby. Isn't that what the mother-in-law's for? The mo- <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a different relationship. <laughs> Family's very different to having an external person who's yeah, right, not so emotionally right. connected. Yeah. But yeah. And they're on your side, I guess, a doula. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, no, yeah, definitely. Doulas are definitely on your side. Yeah. It's a touchy subject. I'm not touchy, but, you know, I don't want to put you yeah. in that spot. Sorry. Yeah. No, we'll move on. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, with birth doulas, so our big job is that we're, um, we're really there for the labor and delivery. So once the woman goes into labor, we go to the birth with them, go to their, their space, whether they're at home or in the hospital and we support them emotionally and physically through that experience. And we're Mm -hmm. also support there to support the partner as well, if there is a partner there. So we just, um, we know birth, we're educated in birth and we do all the things that we can to help that woman have the birth experience that she wants. Mm -hmm. And keep her calm and... Keep it, keep a calm presence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not always calm, but we do our best to to keep it calm. But we're just really there for her needs. I think when you're pregnant, 
a lot of it is about physically how are you and how is the baby and then during labor and delivery a lot of it a lot of it is about how is the baby doing mm-hmm. but the mother needs so much support the mother is not just a vessel for this child the mother really needs to be mothered during that time and in the postpartum period as well mm-hmm. so we also have postpartum doulas so their job is quite different they come after the baby and the mother are home and they might come once a week for six weeks two months and just check in they come and do cooking, cleaning, emotionally, emotional support, and they just bring their resources with them as well and they're there just to sort of make sure the mother is transitioning in the best way possible. Cool. Yeah, and yeah. lost doulas. We have lost doulas. That's a tough too. one. Lost doulas is a tough one. So we have doulas who support women through miscarriage, abortion mm-hmm. and stillbirth. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. What can you say? It's, it's a tough one, but yeah. it's necessary as well, I guess. It's so important. Yeah. It's so important to just have support because mm-hmm. when that happens to you, you completely, like I said, I was just blindsided. I just didn't know what to do or where to go or who to talk to. The doctors were not doing what I, you know, emotionally not supporting me in any way. It was yeah. just a very physical process and... I just needed someone to talk to who kind of understood. And abortion's a big thing as well. Like mm-hmm. abortion's not talked about at all. Women have abortions all the time. And yeah. I think for I think there's a lack of understanding there about how much emotion and loss there is around abortion too. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy decision for most women. So that's a really important thing that we should be talking more about too and people should be more aware of. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any of those crazy people protesting you because of that? <laughs> Not yet. No, that's good. <laughs> Waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> is your daughter American then? Yeah, she is. Cool. So the next president, the first Could female be. president of, of America is going to be Could an Aussie. Be. Yeah. Nice. I think so. Cool. She's definitely got the credentials she could get there. <laughs> so she's got an American passport? She has an American passport and an Australian passport. And how long was she there for before she came back here? We were there 18 months. That's so cool. Yeah. 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 Mm. It was a tough decision to leave, but. Right. Mm. 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 And how many um, babies have you doulered? So is, I that, do- is that what you'd say? Doulered three babies. Yeah. Three well, babies. it's more the mothers that I'm doulering. <laughs> right, yeah. And right. I have three more coming up in December. So it's a busy month. That's crazy busy. Yeah. So I trained in January. Yeah. Uh, in New York. I went back to New York to carriage house birth where I found my doula. So I went back over there to train yeah. with them. And um, I really have the. For me, the gather has been the focus over the last year, but now that that's set up and running, I can really start working more with the doula work, which is what I really love the mm-hmm. most. So that's good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So how does, does do we get all of gather? Like how many people, what's the different... Um, what's on offer? Yeah, what's on offer there? So at gather we have, um, we do a lot of workshops. Um, we do a lot of women's gathering circles, like sharing circles, where I bring women together to share birth stories, talk about pregnancy loss, talk about postpartum, talk about infertility and IVF as well. We sort of bring women together to connect who are traveling the same path so that they feel Mm -hmm. that they've got a community of women who understand them. IVF's another huge isolating thing, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. There's a lot. And I've had a lot since opening, I've had a lot of women reach out to me and say that that's what they're going through and that that's, they need a lot of support through that emotional support. They've got a lot of there's a lot of, it's very medicalized. So there's all of that happening, but where's the community and where are the people? And I've had women reach out who have had children who went through IVF and never told anyone that they went through IVF until they were pregnant. Yeah. Because again, it felt, they felt like it was a, they were failing and yeah. at life, you know, it was a big thing. And mm-hmm. as soon as they're pregnant, they think, okay, now I can talk about it because I've, I'm pregnant. But mm. what about all the women who aren't there yet or, or won't get there? Like that's a big, big thing. And 
the more we talk about it and the more community we have, it's, yeah, it's so important. So we do those gathering circles. Uh, we do yoga and meditation. We do full and new moon circles that Caitlin, mm-hmm. who you spoke to, she runs those for us, yep. which are lovely. Um, yes. And we have one-on-ones as well. So we have a sexologist in there. We have Caitlin, who's our herbalist. We have a physiotherapist, massage therapist, or a, a kinesiologist is about to start. So they're kind of... Not necessarily alternative therapies, but I guess for me, I really wanted to have a space where women could come and feel held through whatever it was that they were going through and to be able to come back and really find the resources and support that they're looking for no matter what they're journeying on. And is that limited to women that are in the pregnancy or no, it's is not. it just so all women? It's all women. Yeah, definitely That's all women. Cool. So I think a lot of our um, – because a lot of our um, – services are kind of targeted a bit more to the perinatal period it's definitely a women's space we're doing a lot of work I've got a lot of plans next year to do teen workshops so starting with younger girls around sort of 10 onwards teaching them about their cycle and sex ed in a different way that they're not taught in schools and Mm -hmm. just being more empowering and letting them know about all everything from pleasure through to understanding your cycle and understanding that you can't get pregnant every day of the month which is what I thought growing up because I was I had no idea and yeah. that's what you taught don't yeah. get pregnant use a condom but what about like where's the empowering information mm-hmm. about owning your sexuality and about understanding your body and there's not enough of that so there's we're starting basically with none of it there's none you get taught how to put a condom on a banana yes and then you're on your merry way yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> with the and you're fear like, and the what and do the, you do with that information <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. it's just not there's no there's mm. no good information out there for women and i think i think i talk to my i've got a 4 year old and a 1 year old they're both two little girls and i talk to my 4 year old all the time about periods and sex if she has questions like mm-hmm. when we had our daughter, and she sort of says her question for nine months was, how did the baby get in there and how's the baby getting out of there? Yeah. So I would explain it to her. And mm-hmm. children are just, they're like, yeah, cool. They don't, the more they, the more that they There's have no that information. There's no shame for them for it around Totally, it, Unless yeah. you give it to them. Unless, you, unless it's like a frightening <laughs> thing for you. But I yeah. think it's great, especially when they're young, to talk about it so they grow up with a knowledge that's normal. Mm-hmm. People have sex, people have babies, like, yeah. so who cares? So like, you, know, you can explain good. that those two dogs over there are doing that as well. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Exactly. 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 So, so what, this what's weird, the shame? This yeah. weird shameful thing that has to be just not spoken about right. whenever it's brought up or whenever exactly. it's seen on TV or whatever. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, we had this workshop a couple of like a month ago and it was a tantra workshop mm-hmm. and it was um, one of the women who came, she said, I really wish I'd brought my 14-year-old daughter here. She said, I wasn't sure if I should, but mm. now knowing the content of tantra and what it is and that it's not just about sex, it's about a way of life and it's about mindfulness and how important it is to really own, own your sensuality and sexuality and it's mm-hmm. just good information that I think women, yeah, from sort of 14, 15 up should be hearing. So From the right sources, of course. From the right sources, yeah. definitely, mm. yeah. So we're doing that um, workshops next year for, yeah, from teenagers onwards. So And we're thinking about sort of perimenopausal circles as well for women who are mm. in that stage of life. And, again, that's a whole another area that's not spoken about enough. So we're just sort of taking... Responsibility. Taking that out of the shadows <laughs> and yeah. bringing it and sort of saying this is, you know, come and let's talk and... Let's make it more normalized. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And then in addition to our one-on-ones, we have our doula collective. So we have those doulas who are part of the Gather Your little collection network, of doulas. My little collection of doulas. <laughs> and it's growing every day. So if there is a doula out there who wants to get involved, we are very open to having them. I told Caitlin that you're going to have to start an academy. <laughs> I know. I want to. I've got big plans yeah. because I really was inspired by a carriage house birth where I – 
got my doula from and they're, they're based in Brooklyn and mm-hmm. they've done so much for the culture. Of so you did your training there. as well. I did my training over there mm. as well. Yeah. I loved their space and just their whole philosophy. And so that was really what inspired Gather. And then Gather's kind of grown into more of a women's space. Carriage house birth is very much about birth mm-hmm. um, and doulas and birth education. And I want to have that in our space, but I thought there was a, a need beyond that for women just to gather and to come and to connect and have a community. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And are you going to have to open more of them now? Because one's not enough. <laughs> one's not enough. No. I'd love to. Franchise it somehow. I'd love, Yeah, franchise <laughs> it maybe. I'd like to keep control of it. That's what I mean, just sit yeah. at the top. Sit at the top and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I think if there's a need. I've had people in Sydney reach out to me saying, can, can you please do it here? Yeah. You know, so, yeah. I could even do, I could do another one. Um, where are you now? We're in Seddon. That's right. On, yeah. the, on the south other side. side. Of the, other, west side. Easily undo one on, on the south side. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I'll run it. It's all right. I've got this. <laughs> <laughs> you can be at the helm. Amazing. You just need to look for a good space. Like we found a great space mm. for I could it. do the men's one as, and call it Hunter Collect. Hunter oh, yeah. Men. Cool. You know, hunter Gatherer. Do you know that's like a really that? good idea? Oh. Okay. All let's right. talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Cool. No, um, yeah, I think it's. Um, it's obviously a really amazing thing that you're doing and yeah. an amazing space that you're putting together Thank to bring you. all these things yeah. to the surface. Yeah. And obviously it's going to be very popular very quickly. Yeah. I hope it's big. I haven't seen it. I hope it's big. It's not big. <laughs> it's small. Right. Yeah. It's going to get bigger. It's quite small, but I wanted it to be quite intimate. Right. I mean, our gatherings are sort of 15 max and I kind of think smaller gatherings are better. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. I mean, we have birth. We one of the things I love to do is um, bring women together to share birth stories. Yeah. And I've always done that sort of just within my friendship group and friends of friends just sort of on the side. That's a I great love podcast. doing it. Birth stories. Yeah. yeah. there are a few birth story podcasts <laughs> out there. Yeah. There's a few good ones. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we gather in circle and we share our birth stories and I love to do that but I keep those groups quite small because um, those birth stories can be quite long yeah. as well. Yeah. And I think every woman should have have the opportunity to to tell it from start to end mm-hmm. so and that can be very sort of just grounding for a woman to really go through such a full-on experience which it often is yeah um negative or positive there's a lot a lot of beautiful celebratory birth stories out there mm-hmm. there's a lot of traumatic birth stories a lot of tears and laughter in the circle yeah <laughs> lots yeah. of tears and laughter lots of mm-hmm. tissues yeah 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 but it's it's a beautiful space to hold yeah cool yeah oh do you spiritual? Am I spiritual? Yeah. Um, yeah, I grew up. Yeah, I grew up going to church. Mm-hmm. So um, my grandmother, my grandparents were quite spiritual, and my mother, I think, not my, not so much my father, but um, I definitely grew up with a sense of something else. Mm. Um, I don't think I've even come to the conclusion of what that is, but I feel spiritual, and I feel like we spirits are in everything and everywhere, and I think giving birth. That's a hugely spiritual experience. It's a spiritual practice. Oh my goodness. Like <laughs> you've just I've yeah, until mm-hmm. you sort of get through go through that, it's just beyond yeah. anything, mm-hmm. you know, and it really feels like you get into this space that is other. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not of this world. Yeah. So for me that was probably the most spiritual experience. And then also watching women give birth as well and seeing them experience that yeah. in that space. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Cool. So like, do you do like you practice like yoga, meditation or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. I've always done yoga. Yeah. Always, always practice yoga. And um, in particular during pregnancy, I did it more and it helped me during both my births. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have a specific yoga teacher for that or did you just go to In New York, normal? I did. Right. I had, and she was amazing. Shout out she, to her. Yeah. Her name was Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> a yoga vita in, uh, <laughs> on Broadway. Nice. Um, and I went there twice a week and it just was my time. I loved it. And then mm. having my second child, so I had a toddler and time, I just didn't have so much of that um, when I was pregnant the second time around, but I still did it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, meditation, I do, as my meditation practice has evolved with children as well. Yeah. So I don't have that time to do 20 minutes morning and night. So yeah. I sort of try to and this is another thing I want to bring into the space teach mothers how to meditate and that it doesn't have to be those big not even a big chunk of time but 20 minutes feels like a big chunk of time when you're a busy mum mm-hmm. so learning how to really fit it into your day and integrate it into your day and just take moments during the day and I try to do that with my daughter when my other daughter's napping just for the two of us to sit and be quiet together yeah we try to do that every day so mm-hmm. that's nice and it's good that she's understanding of that as well yeah yeah Cool. And I'd like to just put out there that um, for the men, yes. if, if you're listening and, <laughs> your, and your wife or partner, I should say, uh, needs 20 minutes to meditate. Give it to her. Give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, important. Um, yeah. So uh, do you have any favourite uh, like spiritual quotes or spiritual wisdoms that you that mm. stick with you that kind of you know maybe in that inspire you or mm. that's pulled you through tough times or something to share with people that it's that's a yeah I don't know if I have any quotes but um mm. for me for me I think a lot about the stars and the moon and the moon mm. in particular is something that I try to look at every night and try to go outside with my bare feet and look at the moon mm-hmm. that has helped me through many times and living in New York City for five years and not having the opportunity to always see the moon and the horizon. Mm. It might sound weird, but living in a city that's built up and not having that space was, it affected me Mm. in a, in a negative way, I think. And so for me, it's really just having that sense of, of being able to look up and see the moon. Grounding on the earth. Grounding on the earth. To the heavens. Yeah. And I think... Yeah, being in being in that big city, yeah, and always just not having that chance, and and getting away as often as we could, so that almost just to be able to do that, yeah, see the ocean, see the horizon. I grew up in Anglesey at the beach, so mm-hmm. it's kind of it's an important part of yep. my life too. So yeah, mm. cool, yeah, great practice. Yeah. Oh. Have any events coming up over Christmas? We do. So in, we have a lot of events coming up in November and December. Mm-hmm. We'll have a bit of a break and then I'm working on lots of exciting plans for next year. So our workshops are pretty um, pretty sort of wide ranging. We have um, a Ayurvedic beauty workshop coming up, which mm-hmm. is in December, which is going to be lovely. We have a naturopath who's doing an eating for hormone health workshop, which yep. again should be really popular caitlin's doing a um workshop for birth workers so for doulas and midwives all about self-care and herbs so for us to learn about herbs for our clients and for us to learn about self-care for us um you know to get through that 
um, intense holding space of a birthing person. So mm-hmm. it can be quite intense but incredible work. So she's doing a workshop on that. Uh, I think it's later in November we'll be doing. So how the doulas top themselves up after they've exactly. supported someone yeah. through. Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of personal. But I think just taking time, having a massage, just resting, having a bath, whatever you need to do yeah. to date sort of deep. Come, like just come down from that is um it's really important to take that time mm. you said come down like is that a high yeah it yeah. is like it's an adrenaline rush yeah yeah Dig, so you so that's, you get addicted to doulaing i think you probably do and doulas have got a really high burnout rate yeah. like i think doulas often work i think it's two years and they're out and i think that's because doulas hit it hard mm-hmm. you get into it <laughs> and you're like i just want to do more and i feel that now and i think for me for my own sanity i can't do it i love it and i want to do more of it yeah but I'll, next year I think I'm going to – I'll probably take about six clients, like one every couple of months. If I do more than that, yeah. like I did two two in a week a couple of weeks ago wow. and it was too, it was too much. Yeah. It was just – both of them were incredible and beautiful births and it was amazing. But I lost a night of sleep each time. So – and again, with two children and the business and just so much going on, I just – I want to keep – I want to doula forever. Like I love it. Yes. So if I can just space it out and just take it easy yeah. and not take – and you sort of – when you meet clients or women who are pregnant and they want you to be your doula, their doula, you're like, yes, please, I would love to because you just want to be yes. there for them. And but it's, I think it's you've got been to, an honour to be asked and you feel like I don't it, want to turn you down exactly. because that you've reached out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But we're lucky now that our collective is growing. Mm. And we have other amazing doulas. Yes. So we have lots of doulas and, and, yeah, it's growing. So we have in December we have a meet the doula session. So that's how I met my doula in New York. They had a free morning tea, come along, meet doulas, and it was so easy to meet my doula. Yes. Just was like, you're the one. Mm-hmm. That was easy. Yes. So be my doula. And she was like, great, yes. So we're doing that at Gather as well. So women can come for free on a morning, just hang out in the space and meet all of our doulas and weekend? learn about them. It's on a weekend. It's on Sunday the 16th of December. Ooh, right. I yeah. should bring my gear down and podcast them all. I yeah. can meet the doulas too. You can meet all the doulas. Yeah. yeah chat to all of them. Let's do like awesome. a little interview and see which one's mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doulas, you can have life doulas. You know, okay. there are death doulas. Right. Yeah. There's doulas for, for all the things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> People have said, can I, can't, if, you know, our men welcome in the space. Men are very welcome in the space. I think if, um, you know, we have a sexologist, she takes um, couples and we yeah. have where she may be doing a workshop next year. She did a workshop on sex after birth uh, last month and she might do another one next year where we have couples because in that workshop it was it was a wonderful workshop but we were all kind of sitting there thinking oh, we need our partners need to hear yeah. what you're saying. More than you do, basically. More than, yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost. So yeah. we'll be doing that. Partners are welcome, men are welcome. You can bring your podcasting cool. gear down and, right. and have a chat. We'll see if we can work that out. That sounds so good. So it's not intrusive and... All the doulas. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So I, I like the way that if you're going to burn out, so the, the solution to that is just make more doulas, yes. basically. Make more doulas. Share the work. Share the work and get the get the word out there. Like I think it's really, mm. I think here in Australia or Melbourne, in my experience, and I've only been back from New York for a couple of years, but if I talk about being a doula, I think half the time people still say, what is that? I have never heard of that. Yeah. So a big part of the work that I want to do is to really normalize what doulas are and really educate people on what they do mm. so that women if that's not at all women want them not all part not not all couples want a doula but yeah. if they do want a doula i want to make make them really accessible yeah. for women to be able to come and and get get a doula 
Awesome. Support them. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, do you have like a lot of children hanging around in the gather space as well, like after the mothers have the kids and come back to visit the doulas and hang out? Yeah, not so much at the moment. No. You mean babies? Yeah. We like have breastfeed, and... We have breastfeeding circles. Yeah, right. So we have women coming in like we have a lactation consultant. Yes. <laughs> who hangs out with us every Wednesday or every fortnightly on a Wednesday. Like that's such a natural thing, but it just mm. seems so funny to me. That's breastfeeding? For some reason. Yeah, circle of breastfeeding. A circle of breastfeeding. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because it doesn't ever happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it doesn't happen. But how good is that? Because it's, it's amazing. Especially when you're pregnant to come and watch someone breastfeed. Like often you've never seen a breast, like a woman with her boobs out breastfeeding a baby. Yeah. Like it just doesn't, even in cafes, women, not you know, a lot of times are covering up. You just don't get to watch it. So yeah. it's good to be able to come and, and see a woman breastfeeding. That's a great way to learn when you're pregnant. So we, that space. And that space is for anyone who's feeding their child. So I, sh- I call it a breastfeeding circle because we have a lactation consultant there who can offer advice and support for women who are breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. But if you're mixed feeding, if you're formula feeding, if you're using donor milk, if you're pregnant, come along because it's more of a space just to connect with other women and to other mums and to just know that we're all on this journey together. And the feeding, breastfeeding was tricky for me both times. It's mm-hmm. really challenging. It's so hard. Yeah. And there's so many mums at home just thinking, ah, why can't I do this? Am I the only one? I know mm. it's hard, but why can't I get through this? And I think, come and connect is really important. I think from like all of the things that you offer and like that in particular, mm. there's if you're a, especially a first-time mother, there'd yeah. be a lot of anxiety around the things that you don't know about mm-hmm. and that going to a space where those things are taking place and just being able to be around it would mm-hmm. be very relaxing. Yeah. Very, it would calm the nerves and dissipate yeah. the anxiety a lot. That's what I'm know. hoping. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. And we're doing, we're doing another workshop next year on postpartum and what's normal and what's not in postpartum because mm-hmm. you don't, you have a baby and then six weeks later you have a check-in with your doctor and basically the only conversation is, are you healed and what contraception do you want? Mm. It's like, well, where's the so where can we debrief about the birth? And also, why are you giving me contraception? Because that's the last thing I feel like doing. And mm-hmm. what do you do with that information? Like you just leave and then you think, well, what am I supposed to do with my, my body now, which has just completely changed? And emotionally, I feel just so up and down. And where am I? And is this normal? And is this not normal? And I'm anxious, but is that a normal anxiety? You know, there's so many questions. So we're doing a postpartum workshop on sort of what's normal and what's not in postpartum, like physically and emotionally, Mm -hmm. which I think is a really good thing. And I think a lot of women who are pregnant really focus on the birth, which is normal. It's what I did. But if they can sort of shift their space a little bit to talk, to think about postpartum and getting home with the baby, then that's going to, they'll be setting themselves up well yeah for that transition to be a little bit easier even though it is can be challenging Mm. but if you can set yourself up with knowledge and to understand you know in traditional cultures there's a 40 days in Chinese culture it's called confinement but it's a 40 days of rest and all of the so many cultures around the world do that but when you come home with a baby it's forced 40 days of rest where you know, it varies from culture to culture, but it's quite strict where you're, you're in bed with the baby and you can only get up to go to the toilet and shower. Yeah. And that's for 40 days and that's because you're healing and you're resting from a major event. Mm-hmm. And your job is to really connect and feed the baby. Mm. And everyone else around you, their job is to nourish you as the mother, mm-hmm. look after you. Yeah. And our culture, it's the opposite of what our culture expects of women mm. and, and sees. So women here, it's like... 
you sort of celebrated for being superwoman. You're out a few days after giving birth, you're out and about with your pram and you're like, look at me. And yeah. that's actually really counterproductive to what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you've given birth, you have a placenta-sized wound in your uterus. Like it's, mm. you need to heal. Like yeah. there's a lot of healing that needs to go on. So mm. our culture and as families and friends and postpartum doulas, we need to really feed the mother, nourish the mother. Mm-hmm. Make sure she's resting for those 40 days. And once that 40 days or however long, at least a month, yeah. is up, you will then be able to sort of re-enter the world and feel much better. Yeah. And that has long-term effects. Long, It's like proven that it has long-term effects on on your body and your mind in that postpartum sort of year and beyond. Oh. When you do the postpartum, does it mean you have a, two different doulas? So you have one for the birth and then one for after the birth? Yeah, some of our doulas do both. Right, but right. Um, a lot of them focus on either birth or postpartum. So yeah. you may have two different ones. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, like when you're – like the whole process of creating a baby and mm. then delivering it and mm. then the, the, the postpartum stuff, mm. um, it's a huge shift in consciousness mm-hmm. and it's a huge kind of, you know, it's – be way beyond just the body yeah, and the, just the physical stuff. And yeah. that's, I think, you know, oh, yeah. having practices and, and support as well is so important yeah. because yeah. you're literally, your mind is turning into something else You as, are as your consciousness shifts to be a carer for something mm-hmm. else. And there's yeah. a transition of perspective and all yeah. that kind of stuff. That, there's a physical transition mm. and there's like the, ide- the identity shift, but also the way that the brain, and I don't know enough about this, but the, the, the brain is actually making space at that time for, for new things, for mothering, for nurturing. So you're really in this huge process of transition and hormonally as well. Yeah. Like the come down after you have a baby, that hormonal drop is, I think, bigger than any other time in your life. So to understand that, to be aware of that, to understand the shifts in identity, the shifts in your relationship, to understand your moods, to really know that all of that is very, very normal most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to have a, just to have some information around that, some education around that, to know what to expect and to mm. sort of set yourself up before, before you have the baby to mm. really know like who's going to be cooking for you, who's going to be looking after you, who's going to be looking after your other children and yeah, what, how are you going to actually have that rest? It's really important. Oh. You have like the toddlers coming back and hanging mm, out. Not so much. Not I so much. the space is really for women to leave them their children at home. Yeah, and come and distance themselves a little bit from family and crazy life. Yeah, I know when I've got my children around, um, I don't focus on anything else really. <laughs> so yeah. it's hard to focus on myself. Mm-hmm. So um, all of our circles, if the if the woman has a babe who's not mobile. So if they're breastfeeding a baby, they're very welcome to be there and to come. Say it's a birth story sharing night and they want to bring their baby, that's fine as long as they're not crawling and getting into everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they need to feed, that's fine. They can bring their children. But we don't really we, – we're thinking of doing kids yoga next year, which I think would be nice. Yeah. So we'll do – we'll open the space up to kids then because my four-year-old's pressuring me. Yeah. When I was doing the space, I just said, I said, we'll be doing yoga. And I was explaining it to her. And she said, well, there has to be children, like kids yoga. I want to do kids yoga. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's on me to set that up. So we'll be doing that next year. (laughs) Make her do it. (laughs) Let her do it. Yeah. She She would totally run the session. She can run it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great. Mm -hmm. Um, So where are you guys and how do people find you? 
So we are in Seddon, mm-hmm. just on Alexander Street. So Seddon, the main street is Victoria Street. We're just behind um, Common Galaxia Cafe and there's a um, it's a very well-known building in Seddon. So if you're from the West, you would know it's the Peanut Butter House. So there's a big um, ETA peanut butter sign on the side, like a really cool kind of graphic. Um, so that's where we are. So if you're local to the West, you'll know that immediately. But if you're not, it's just, yeah, it's pretty accessible right near the station in Seddon. Mm-hmm. And um, people can find us where on Instagram at Gather Women Space. Mm-hmm. And again, that's our website, Gather Women Space. Mm-hmm. Um, you can reach out to me. Gatherwomenspace.com. Dot com. Gatherwomenspace.com. Great. And, yeah, reach out to me, email me. My email is gabrielle at gatherwomenspace.com. Yeah, so if you want to know anything about the space, interested in running a workshop, or if you're a doula and want to get involved, we would love more doulas. So, Beautiful. Yeah. Always got room for another doula. Totally. We have so we have some beautiful <laughs> doulas. And it's good to know, it's good as a doula as well to have doulas around you to debrief and mm-hmm. to have backup doulas if you need. It's just nice to have a community around you. A lot of doulas work in isolation and that's hard. So, mm. yeah. Great. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that your stuff is amazing. Thank you. And thank you for... Um, doing that yeah yeah and um i can't wait to come and hang out with your doulas yeah definitely you're very welcome (laughs) anytime you want to hang out with our doulas all of our doulas would love to chat to you i'm sure cool yeah that's great um thanks so much for coming on your sunday having a chat well thank you so much for having me it's been fun no worries thanks (laughs)